days on Nine Gardener. Did you know that where you live, you can grow gorgeous vegetables, herbs, and flowers year round? In the Wild Child Garden, we harvest 52 weeks a year. There's never a need for cover crops, never a time when we can't plant something, and there's always room to add beauty to our garden space. I'm going to inspire you to turn your garden into a wild child garden right here on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm Kelly Johnson, founder of Wild Child Kitchen Gardens and your host. I teach busy women how to grow gorgeous food in any space. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode three, and today I'm going to share with you my top five must-grow cool-season herbs for your Zone 9 garden. If you're not growing herbs with your veggies, you're missing out. And maybe you already think that you would love to grow herbs, but you grow them in separate spaces or in different containers. Today, I hope to show you that you don't have to do that. While herbs are certainly beautiful in their own space, they also do a great job as a companion plant to the vegetables you're going to grow this season. They bring in the beneficial insects that we love to have in our gardens, and they keep out the pests that we don't want to come around. They're also beautiful. So make sure you incorporate these herbs in your garden this cool season. I think you're going to love it. Let's dig in. The first herb I want to share with you today is one that you might have not been successful with in the past. And I think I know why. If you have grown cilantro before and really were just disappointed in how it performed for you, chances are you were just growing it at the wrong time. When we think about cilantro, we think about delicious dishes like tacos and salsa. And so we want to grow cilantro in the summer. Unfortunately, cilantro is a cool season herb. So if we grow it in the summer, it's just not going to do well. Instead, shifting the season will make all the difference in the world. So make sure you add cilantro to your garden for the fall and winter, and you will be able to have more than you know what to do with. I promise you it will do a whole lot better. Now, one thing I want you to remember when you're growing cilantro is not just to grow it in the cool season, but to also start it from seed. The reason is, is because cilantro doesn't like to be transplanted. So when we go to the nursery and we purchase a transplant, what we find is that it just sort of stumbles along. It just never really picks up and takes off. It will produce, but it doesn't overproduce. If you want overproducing cilantro, just start it by seed. I promise you it will do a whole lot better. And always choose a slow bolting cilantro. Bolting is just when an herb or a vegetable goes to flower, and it's sort of the plant's signal to go ahead and transition into the season of its life cycle where it's putting down seeds for the next season. That means that it's no longer growing. It's the end of the plant's life. You don't want that. (laughs) But cilantro, like the other cool season veggies I'm going to share with you today, likes to bolt when the weather warms up. And the problem in our gardens in zone nine is that the weather's always warming up and cilantro's really quick to bolt. So if you get a slow bolting variety, it will slow that bolting process down and give you a lot more cilantro. Isn't that what we all want? So remember, plant cilantro in the cool season, make sure you're planting it by seed and choose a slow bolt variety for lots of cilantro success. The second herb that I want to make sure you are including in your cool season garden this season is parsley. 
If you're growing cilantro, you might as well just go ahead and make yourself confused and put some parsley out there too. <laughs> they look almost exactly alike. So what I love to do is kind of mirror my beds. I'll put parsley on one side and cilantro on the other. From a distance, they look exactly the same. Sometimes you have to kind of get close to it and even smell it to know what you're actually growing. But parsley is one of those herbs that you can use all the time. And it's also one of those herbs that you can just let grow because it's gorgeous. It also attracts swallowtail butterflies and the larva of those little guys is so cute. They will come in and eat your parsley and then make little cocoons and fly away. It's pretty amazing. Parsley is excellent on top of lots of dishes, but it also is the main ingredient in my very favorite dish, tabbouleh. I could eat tabbouleh almost every day of the year. So if you have never made that, look it up. I think you will love it. And parsley is the main ingredient. Now, when you're growing your cilantro and parsley, they're both going to grow the exact same way. So keep in mind that you're going to want to give them about 6 to 12 inches of space. They're really good to fill in the gaps with. And they're also excellent for you. Cilantro protects your body against salmonella, slows down cancer cells, reduces migraines, and reduces sun damage on skin. Parsley is great for your eyes, loaded with vitamins and antioxidants, excellent for your bones, and it's a natural blood purifier. These are all excellent herbs I'm going to share with you today, and these two are at the top of my list. While my vegetable list was in no particular order, I have to be honest and confess that my herb list is totally intentional. Cilantro and parsley should be at the top of your list this season. They're easy to grow, they overproduce, and they're absolutely gorgeous, not to mention so good for you. So make sure you have those on your list. The next herb I wanna make sure that's in your garden for the cool season is a close second to cilantro and parsley. It's really hard for me to break apart those two into number one and number two spot. And it's really hard for me to call this my number three. I love growing this herb. It's rosemary. Guys, do not have a garden that does not have rosemary in it. This is the perfect season to plant it. And it's going to keep growing for you year after year after year. It's perennial. It's amazing. It doesn't die ever. So if you plant rosemary and you cover it in a freeze, you will have it for years and years to come. Now, a couple things about rosemary. First of all, you're going to want to choose a variety that's suitable for your space. For that reason, I usually pick what's called a creeping rosemary. This means I can plant it on the edge of my bed and it's going to spill over the front of my bed and be absolutely gorgeous. Also means it's not going to take up as much space as a traditional rosemary would. Rosemary is almost like a shrub. So be very careful. You want to give it its proper spacing. And for me, the best way to do that is to choose the creeping variety. Second, Make sure that if you grow rosemary, you pick it all the time. Fresh rosemary sprigs that are new and tender taste better than the ones that are older. But the older ones are the ones you want in your bouquets that I want you to have all around your house all season long. 
adding a couple of sprigs of rosemary to an already beautiful bouquet of flowers will give those flowers a smell and fragrance that will just light up your entire home. I have rosemary by every bedside table, in my kitchen, and in all of my bathrooms. I absolutely love to bring it inside. I also love to add it into Christmas gifts like infused oils or infused salts. Let me share with you something special I'm doing this year. I've created Comfort and Joy, a wild child holiday. This is so exciting for me. It's going to be a series of emails and videos that I'm going to send to you every single day for one week, getting you ready for the holiday season. This is going to be really fun because it's going to show you how you can take what sometimes kind of a stressful season and turn it into one that is going to heal your soul. I'm going to show you how to incorporate gifts, decorating, gift wrapping, and food from your garden. In order to make the most of this course, I want to make sure you have rosemary already growing. So plant some, okay? You can get more information about Comfort and Joy, a Wild Child Holiday at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com slash fall. But I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this. I have been doing holidays like this for so long, and trust me, it's the only way. My gift wrapping is absolutely gorgeous and super simple. And inexpensive. The food that I prepare comes straight from my garden and is so much fun to serve. And the gifts I give heal my soul to make them and heal the soul of everyone I give them to. They're inexpensive, super easy, and great for any wild child on your list. So be sure you sign up at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com slash fall. One more quick little tidbit of information about rosemary is that there's an old wives tale that says a healthy rosemary plant at your door shows that a strong woman lives inside. Make sure you plant rosemary this season and get a second plant for your front door. Okay, my number four in a very particular order herb that you must grow in the cool season is dill. Now, a lot of people don't grow dill because it's so big. And it's also the reason it's number four on my list. I want it in my backyard cool season garden for sure, because it's going to be a great ingredient to add to really anything to boost digestion. It's also a great sleep aid. And did you know that a little sprig of dill will cure your hiccups? Oh my goodness. I love growing dill, but here's the thing. You have to grow it in the back of your bed. That's what frustrates everyone, I think. If it's in the front of your bed, it's really just kind of all over the place and can get kind of annoying no matter how much you cut it and how much you use it. I don't think you can ever outgrow it, if you know what I mean. It is very much an herb that just doesn't know how to behave. You want to make sure it's in the back of the bed for this reason. If not, it's going to shade out everything else around it. Put it in the back of the bed, and I promise you're going to love it a whole lot more. Another thing I want you to think about when you're thinking of growing dill is that while it grows so wild and crazy, it's going to die off as soon as we get that first warm spring day. 
For this reason, utilize the time that it's growing and harvest as much dill as you can, dry it, and then save it for the coming warm season. Then when you've got all of your cucumbers, okra, and beans to pickle, you'll have all the dill you need. Drying herbs the wild child way is easy, just like everything else I teach. All you have to do is cut your herbs off a nice healthy stalk of them and put them in a paper bag or a little bit of a burlap or muslin sack. Hang them upside down inside of this sack in a cool area for several weeks. At the end of those weeks, just grab onto the bag, shake it a little bit, then open it up and see if you've got your leaves all laying at the bottom of the bag. If you do, you're ready to go ahead and put those away. If not, hang it for a few more weeks. This keeps all the leaves contained so you don't have to worry about having them all over the floor. Just makes it super easy. Try that this season with your dill. Then you'll have all you need for pickling season. The final herb I really want you to try this season is number five on my list because it's a little bit tricky to grow. And when I say a little bit tricky, I just mean it takes forever. This herb is chamomile. Chamomile is beautiful in the cool season garden, but it's slow, slow, slow. For this reason, you definitely want to start by transplant. Chamomile seeds will never be able to catch up to those brassicas that are going to grow so, so much faster. And once the brassicas get big, they just tend to kind of shade out that chamomile and you just aren't going to get the show or the harvest you're looking for. That's why I have them as number five, but they are for sure in my top five of, of herbs I want to see in every single garden in zone nine. That's because they are beautiful. They flower a dainty little white flower with a yellow center and it's delicious in tea, great in face creams or lotions excellent in those bath salts I was telling you about earlier. They are just all around excellent, excellent, beautiful herbs. So chamomile should be at the top of your list, but make sure it's a transplant and you're going to have to kind of look for them a little bit. Nurseries don't get very many of them and they really don't start getting them until it gets nice and cool outside. So once that happens, start just dropping in or giving your nursery a call asking when they're going to get their chamomile in. Make sure you go get it quick, though, because they sell out really fast. Chamomile is beautiful. You will love it. Add it to your garden this season. While I recommend having every herb I shared with you today inside your vegetable garden growing in companion with your vegetables, I also love to grow them in containers. Cilantro, parsley look amazing on the porch with some leaf lettuce and some spinach some other things mixed into your container. You will be amazed at how you can take a boring porch planter and turn it into a mini edible vegetable garden right by your kitchen door. I'm teaching a class called Edible Containers and I would love for you to be there. In this class, I'm gonna show you how you can turn your porch planters into mini gardens in very little work. It is so fun, and these containers will grow for you all season. Register for this class now at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com slash fall. I 
I hope this episode has given you a good look at a wild child garden, how it compares to a symphony, and I hope that you see yourself as the conductor. This philosophy is how we grow so much in a small space and how we make our garden so beautiful and so uniquely us. The wild child garden is not just a space to grow food for your belly, but it's also where you will grow for your soul. I want you to experience this method of gardening because I know it works and because I know that when you release your inner wild child, you will heal your soul. You can get more information about how you can grow with me at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm so excited to share more with you, so stay tuned and I will see you soon.